The message you're about to listen to is produced by CROIC Media. Doing business by the Spirit. Doing business by the Spirit. Hallelujah. I love the Holy Ghost. Now let's look at Isaiah 48. We'll look at verse 16. Business by the Spirit. Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there am I. I love God. <laughs> you see, there are a lot of us who believe that God can only teach you Bible. It is not true. It is not true. Hear what he said. He said, I have not spoken to you from the beginning. From the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God and the Spirit have sent me. Thus yet the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, and the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee. To what? To profit. So this brings us to our definitions of business. The first definition of business we said, business refers to your work, your profession, or your trade. Your work, your profession, or your trade. Secondly, business refers to your assignment or your function. Your assignment or your function. Number three, what is business? It is an organized system of activities. An organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service. I'm going to come again. At a price in order to make profits. What is business? It is an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Let's say I was going into the food business, all right? There are certain activities I've got to get involved in. I mean, I have to get a venue, which is place. In, if you did K- KBI, there's the P, P for place. We walked with P's all through. One of the P's is place. You, know, you get your location. And you look at your target market. So your location should be somewhere you should be able to reach your target market. All right. You've you got to think of what are you going to sell? Is it going to be rice? Is it rice they like to eat? Or is it beans? Is it, is it snack? These people like to eat. Or maybe you don't even have a shop. Maybe you have a cart. You move like Connor Sanders, carrying your, your, your wares or what you cook so people around you can buy and, and eat. You think of when are you going to cook? When are you going to, if you're going to deliver to close to the offices, when are you going to move? An organized system of activities. I've been studying the most valuable company in the world for a while and I noticed 
that they, they understand their business. They knew that to have a search engine, to create a search engine, there are certain mathematical algorithms that has to come into play to solve the web and pick out the information and make useful information available to the end user. They called it Google. All right. For us to be able to do this, they must have lots of computers. Now, if they have to have lots of computers and they have to be buying from company A, they will make company A so rich. So what they did was to start cloning their computers very early. So they have what they call the Googleware. They produce the software and the hardware, an organized system of activities, engaged in, in order to meet the need. They're meeting the need for us, the need for information, to provide instant, free, easy access to information. See, they, they, they know exactly the purpose was to meet this need. So people have free, instant access to information. Easily, better than Hasta La Vista and all the, all the rest. And you have Google. Now, it's free for us. But there are people who advertise on Google. Technically, without you knowing. And they made them billionaires. At 31, they were rubbing shoulders with the other statesmen in the world. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew why they wanted to do it. They knew how they were going to do it. They thought it through. And, and that's why, for the most part, the world seems successful. Because they do not take a leap in the dark. No, a thousand times no. You get your facts right. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right, look at this. If an individual has been successful in such a way, and by the way, you need to realize that Larry Page of Google, his mother is Jewish. Sergey Brin, his father as well, that's the two of them as a partnership. When you go to KBI, there's what we call the P. And you also notice in the, the written rules of, of business that the Lord taught me. Now, he's also Jewish. So these guys have Jewish ancestry. So you can see the blessing of Abraham working. Are you out there? Okay. It says, first year the Lord thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to do what? To profit. That means there is no loss in the school of obedience. If you said God led you, you cannot have a loss. God led me here. And it's evident. The way, the way I do things, the Spirit of God teaches me. See, it teaches me. A lot of folks don't know that God can teach you. 
So their God is a religious experience. See, Christianity is more than an experience. It includes the expertise of God made available to men through the word and the Holy Spirit. You know what I said? Christianity is more than an experience. It includes the expertise of God, the intelligence of God. See? Made available to men through the word and the spirit. There are many folks who are unaware of this. So God is an O'Connor. I remember talking to Brother Zina yesterday and he was talking about his experience that God opened his eyes and he saw the interview. He didn't apply for a job. And the Lord said, you're going to write an interview. These are the answers to the interview questions. So when he got to the interview, God told him, this is the white man that's going to interview you. See, don't just live your life without God involved. Because as a Christian, you should be more successful than a non-believer. You should be more successful than you could have been successful all by yourself. See? Now, if I say, you know, this ministry is successful because I'm a, I'm a pastor and uh, I'm intelligent, and uh, that's less than I could be. Because the God factor takes you beyond your wildest dreams. The God factor. There's something the Lord was teaching me yesterday and it was giving me points and points and points and points. When we're doing Startup Nigeria, there's, there's a cause, it gave me a cause outline. Then there's a cause, the last cause is the G factor, the God factor. And this is where people, people leave God out because they, they, they do not know that whatever God tells you is for your benefit. Whatever. If God tells you to tight, it's for your benefit. If God tells you to forgive, it's for your benefit. See? You know, a lot of times we think that if, if I forgive, I'm helping God. Or if I give, I'm helping God. No, you're helping yourself. For instance, it says, give and it shall be given unto who? This unto God? Who is getting more? You. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over. It shall be given unto, unto you. See, when you realize that, your approach to God changes. Your approach to his word changes. And as a, as a kingdom businessman, there's a way you should think. You can't think like the world. Because, Ephesians 3.20, human potential is limited. You didn't know what I said. Human potential is limited. Now, scholars tell us that the best of men uses less than 10% of his brain. The best of men. Right? Secondly, they tell us that, this is a research, I think it was Stanford University, the second one I'm going to tell you now, that most people use less than 2% of their brain. So they're telling us that most people are brain dead. The average individual you meet on the street is brain dead. Wisdom is God quickening your reasoning. You don't understand. Wisdom is God quickening your reasoning. And that's why in Ephesians 1.17, the Bible says 
The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then he goes to the next verse, the eyes of what? Your understanding. Being what? Enlightened. Possessing wisdom is having an enlightened mind. Possessing wisdom is having an enlightened mind. And that's why when I talk to folks, I say, being educated is one thing. Being educated is possessing knowledge. See? Being enlightened is possessing wisdom. They are two different things. Because wisdom is light. Are you following me? It says that God may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then it says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. See, wisdom give you, gives you a sudden sense of awareness. A sudden sense. So you just know this is what you should do. That's wisdom. In the realm of knowledge, there is experimentation. Like men like Thomas Edison. They functioned with knowledge. See? They, that's why there was experimentation. The light bulb, it took about 5,000 failures to produce one light bulb. <laughs> but not George Washington Carver. Because he understood something from his relationship with God. His relationship with God. And he asked God, God, I want to understand the laws that govern the universe. And God said, no, that's too big for your mind. I'm going to just teach you the laws that govern the peanut. I'm going to give you wisdom to understand the peanut. And he got over 300 products from Granot. Groundnut. He gave us soap, cream, all kinds of stuff. Peanut butter. What? Because God created groundnut. So he knows what he had in mind that could come out of groundnut. Gosh. Are you following me? See, that's what doing business by the spirit. He understood a lot of stuff. To the point that Thomas Edison wanted to employ him. And he spoke to him and said, but I like your success, but what you do? Come and walk with me. He said, when I come and walk with you, there's only one book that will be in the lab, my Bible. There are, there's so much wealth. There's so much wealth in this world that has not been discovered. Are you aware of that? So much wealth. There's so much ideas. Scarcity is man-made. And that's why you need wisdom. Notice this. There's a time the Bible says, Samson was fainting. And he asked the Lord that he should not fall into the hands of his enemies. And God opened his eyes. And he drank from the axis, the, the, the um, axis bone that he had in his hand. Hagar was going to die. God opened her eyes to see well. There's something around you you need to see. It takes wisdom to see. Knowledge looks Wisdom sees. Why did you say that, Pastor? Because wisdom is creative insight. Creative insight. What is wisdom? Wisdom is intuitive intelligence. It's unlearned. You don't learn wisdom from school. All you get from school is education. Education does not enlighten a man. It is wisdom. Through God's word and the spirit that enlightens a man. Now, I told you something. I said human potential is limited. Now, look at this very quickly. 
Ephesians 3 verse 20. Hallelujah. It says, now unto him that is able to do, what was the first word you get there? Exceeding who below. It means to throw beyond the usual mark. So there are certain things that are usual when it comes to human businesses. There are certain things that are usual when it comes to human lives. But it says, there's someone that is able to thrust you beyond the usual mark. It means to go beyond all presupposed limits. To go beyond all presupposed limits. The Bible says the things that are impossible with men are what? A possible God. So human potential is limited. Whenever you're thinking in terms of limitation, you're thinking like a man. God told me, son, he said, son, live at the edge of imagination. The Bible says, God has set eternity where? In our heart. The word is olam. That means, hear me, first of all, there's an awareness of eternity in your spirit. There's an awareness. Two, that means that what a man can achieve through God is unthinkable. There are many things that were considered impossible before now. For instance, how can you make a phone call without phone line? You need to see the documentary on it. The man went for a show, a telepathic show, where people control things without touching it and you can move things and he saw it and he's occultic. But it's obvious that for every spiritual law, there's a corresponding natural law. So the man knew that, hey, this is possible. We can communicate with our lives. Living on the edge of imagination. That's doing what people only imagine is possible. That's, that's where I'm going with my life. Whether you say amen or not, that's where I'm going. <laughs> This is now unto him that is able to do exceeding. Then, not only does he do it, you're going beyond the usual mark, but it says, go beyond the usual mark in a big way. Then, when you go beyond it, that word is super abundantly, in a big way. Then he says, when you're doing it in a big way, let it be above what they can do in Kobanae. Three superlatives. It's above all that we ask or what? That refers to the realm of imagination. It says what is possible by the power of God inside of us. It's according to the power that worketh in us. What is possible by the power of God within us is something no one has thought about yet. What is possible? What is possible with God involved in your life is what you haven't thought about yet. So what you have dreamed about is God's past. Let me give you an instance. We talk about David Yongicho, 
which I do respect him. Pastor of the largest church in the world. He has retired. As God's past. That means it's possible to have a single congregation bigger, not just bigger, that's exceeding, far bigger abundantly, far, far bigger than what Yongichu did. So what is limiting us is the fact that we don't know who we are dealing with yet. Because your revelation of God is what determines your response to life. Your revelation of God is what determines your reactions in life. See, your revelation. See, for me, there's nothing I can do that can fail. I was 20 years old. First of all, let me begin. I was 17 years old. Joined the church. And... My pastor called me one day. He had seen God's grace at work in my life. The, the teenage group had just one member and our leader, which meant she's a copper, so she won't count us. So she's the only we have one member. So when I joined, I said, how many teenagers do you have? And she said, just one. I said, one? When did the church start? 1991? And you got one teenager? In a short while, we had over 80 teenagers in church. Over 80 teenagers. So my pastor, new convert, 17 years old, and gave me money. 7,000. 7,000 then is big money now. And that was a risk. I should go and rent a hall as big as this for a program. I was a new convert. With little or no publicity because I didn't know that you have to make handbills. So we had to use a mouth, a word of mouth. And we packed out the hall. My pastor himself had to make the altar call. I've told you about the story. He, he had to make, he had to make. So it was like this. Wally might not do it right. He had to make the altar call. 17 years old. What is possible for you is something you've not thought yet. Your capacity is beyond imagination. See, we're looking at the child of God. We're doing business by the Spirit. Because the Holy Ghost comes to make the power of God available to us. And the Bible says, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Acts 1.8. Now it says, the power is working in you. So how far you go is not up to God. It's up to you. How will you take advantage of his ability? It's not up to God. At 20, my pastor started work and uh, actually he sent me to start a work and the lady hands on me 20 I should go pioneer a fellowship how do you pioneer a fellowship I'm only 20 years old I'm just three years old and Lord I don't know my right hand from my left hand and I did because what is possible for you is beyond your imagination hallelujah so when, when, when a Christian is going into business, he's not going into business by himself. He's going into business with God because he's an ambassador of, 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 of the spirit. He's an ambassador of Christ. He's an ambassador of the kingdom. So he's not going into business by himself. So most of the time, we go about our business by ourselves, running it by the, business of the, the principles of the world. We can never be greater than them. 
See, the, the, the worldly principles were not made to favor the Christian. Are you following me? But when you look at the, the principles of the kingdom, they look, they look close. It will not favor you. Forgive? Really? Treat people right? Really? Give 10% of your business profit? Really? Nothing makes sense. To God? The world says, no, take 10% and share it amongst community service. Get on TV and look popular. So you look good in the eyes of men. God says, give me 10%. Another 10%, if you want to do that one, do it. But give me 10%. Microsoft bought Nokia. Nokia is churning out stuff and losses like mad. Right now, Nokia is obsolete in the scheme of things. Like the first PC. He bought it. <laughs> to get involved in the um, telecommunications business, so the mobile phone business. He <laughs> was out of touch if he had the Holy Ghost. See, that's why I don't just look at business people in the world and say, this person, I'm following this unbeliever. Unbeliever? And when you heard the other one, how many billions he lost as well? God has no losses. Then you say, hey, what of, what of in Genesis? In Genesis, when God, when, when Eve ate the fruit, did God not lose? The Bible said the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. He thought it through. See, we've got to know who we are dealing with. Who are we dealing with? Okay, so I give them testimony. The interlocking tiles out there was done by a leader, a lay minister in Mountain of Fire. Now, I want you to think about it. I was with a pastor in front of church yesterday, and he said, this is God. He said, from churches like ours, he named the particular minister, like churches like ours, I will understand. But when you say Mountain of Fire, it is God. It is. Who should it be? See, who are we working with? You said you say you are a Christian businessman. See, notice you are not a Christian in business. You are a Christian before you are a businessman. So the rules that govern your life, and not the rules that govern their lives, their limitations are not your limitations. See, the people of the world can say, you know, the, uh, the, the new president uh, is from here and from here. I'm not sure I'll get the contract, but not you. Joseph was not from Egypt. That's one. Two, Joseph came out of prison. So, on two count charge, he was disqualified but not when the favor of God is on you. Tell someone I'm doing business by the Spirit. Yeah. See, the Babylonians were so good in astrology and astronomy that they could predict future events just by the permutations from the observation of the stars. They could tell you. See, that's why the wise men, you know, when we say the wise men, means wise, no, the word is magi. 
These magis or magis were people who were part of the Babylonian um, school of wisdom. They were called wise men because they had an understanding of times. I think that's why I said wisdom is God quickening your reasoning. Because when you have wisdom, you have a sense of divine timing. See, the Bible says a wise man understands time and judgment. See, when you function by wisdom, you minimize your frustrations. The reason many are frustrated is a lack of wisdom. And that's why for all of us, for your staff, if you're a pastor, for your staff, if you're a businessman, pray for wisdom for them. Because so long as wisdom is working, people will be doing the right thing at when? At the right time. For what? For the right reason. Because wisdom functions according to time and purpose. Is anybody being blessed this morning? Ecclesiastes 8. Very quickly. Oh boy, my time is up. Ecclesiastes 8. Let's do this quickly. And let's look at verse 5. It says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall what? Shall feel no evil thing. <laughs> the Bible says, He that feared the Lord shall abide satisfied and shall not be visited with evil. And to fear God is to keep his commandments. So your business can be far from misfortune. Proverbs 19.23 It says the fear of the Lord tended to life. And he that had it shall what? Shall abide satisfied. Complete last part. He shall not be visited with what? With evil. He doesn't matter. He shall not be visited with evil when things are okay. No. He shall not be visited with evil. No matter what is happening around him. He shall not be visited with evil. Go back. Ecclesiastes 8.5 It says whoso keep it his commandment. He says the fear of the Lord is to keep his commandments. And he says, the guy that has it, shall I shall... what is he afraid of? No, what is he afraid of? Did you see it? What is he afraid of? The other time we're traveling and some policemen stopped us on the highway and um, I told the driver, I said, tell them he's carrying Pastor David Wallafeso. Because people expect that there should be some you know, some police escort in front and some mobile police with a gun and all those people behind me. See, the pastor said, yeah, he's one. Really? I looked at it. And they called their bosses. All the police guys came. They knelt down. Said, you are a pastor. Pray for us. And uh, on the road, prayed for them. Then one of them held his gun and said, let me be on the lookout. What are you afraid of? He says, shall not be visited with evil. He shall feel no evil thing. Say, no, no, the policeman just see my face inside the taxi, just drove me, or slapped me. Eh? Which guy matter be this now? He shall feel no evil thing. I'm not talking about persecution. Persecution is a different case. This is not persecution. Somebody just saw your face, they don't like your face. They say, calm down, you. So I got me, yes, you, you, calm down. So you're, you're, you're even slow. You're even slow. Okay, go tell Stay there. Your boy, your face won't look like thief. Okay, I'll not be thief. No, they just saw you in a bus. But it says, 
the other one, you shall feel no evil thing. You shall feel no evil thing. I want you to think about it. It's just the way your life is. I said, anything God tells you is for your benefit. Doing business by the Spirit. Flood all over the city. Churches were covered. Instruments were destroyed. Churches were flooded. A man gave us a land. Free land. The Lord woke me up that night and said, return the land. If you take the land, it will be a trap. 2008, when the flood came, just imagine if we had built in that area. Our church had been submerged. So I asked the Lord, where, where should our church be? He said, Biobolo. Churches were flooded. Flooded everywhere. Flooded. He shall feel no evil thing. He shall feel no evil thing. I said, if God told you to do it, there is no loss. See, that's why I'm rigid when it comes to instructions. Because there are things that have been, have been enlightened by the word and the Holy Ghost to see that in, if you follow instruction, your protection is divine obligation. Your provision is divine obligation. Your promotion is divine obligation. He shall feel no evil thing. He shall feel no evil thing. He shall feel no... Is that what your life is? Can you sleep at all? He shall feel no evil thing. He shall abide satisfied and shall not be visited with evil. And a wise man's heart discerned both time and what? And judgment and precision. See, wisdom is effective decision making. You're making the best decisions at the right time. In this wisdom, the Bible calls the Holy Ghost the spirit of wisdom. So if I'm obeying the Holy Ghost, what is that? That's wisdom because he would tell me what to do. He would tell me to do the right thing. 